Hey, folks. Thank you for joining me in this week's episode. It's a minisode in that it's only updates from DCI this week. I know I promised you a new case this week, but I will have one for you hopefully next week. My guest that I had planned on interviewing had some things come up, and you know how it goes. We have to be flexible, right? So hopefully a new episode coming for you next week. But in the meantime, I'm Renee Nelson, and this is Unsolved Wyoming. Good evening, Desiree. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for being a champ and re-recording with me this week. We had a audio mishap because, you know, technology wouldn't be what it is if it didn't mess up every once in a while. So I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, I get how that is. I always uh, tend to have issues. I was surprised I was able to use my printer here at home today. It didn't mess up. So, you know, it's, it's always a great <laughs> day when it actually works right. Right, all the stars aligned and, you know, the sunshine in just the right way. I understand. Uh, well, what updates do you have for us from DCI? Sure. So there were two parents asking for assistance in locating their children on the Missing People of Wyoming Facebook group. Both were found within a few days. The Cheyenne Police Department asked for assistance via Facebook in locating two juvenile runaways. They were both found shortly after. The family of Bruce Campbell is asking for assistance in locating him on the Missing People of Wyoming Facebook group. He went missing January 19th, around 2 or 3 p.m. His vehicle and dog were found at Ednis Kimball Park, just outside of Casper, Wyoming. Multiple searches have been conducted in the area by law enforcement. More information regarding the search is provided on the Natrona County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. They have updates as search efforts have continued, and at this time, they have covered over 100 square miles. Eight cases have been removed from the DCI database, and they've added three new cases. Eagle Eye Colson, age 15, was last seen January 13th on the Wind River Reservation. He's a Native American male, approximately 5'8", 160 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. He was last seen wearing a red hat. Anyone with information, please contact the Wind River Agency at 307-332-3112. Harold Amarjo, age 68, was last seen January 5th in Fort Washakie. He's a Native American male, approximately 5'8", 160 pounds, with brown eyes and black hair. Anyone with information, please contact Wind River Agency at 307-332-3112. Selena Corning, age 47, was last heard from November 16th of 2022. She's a white female, approximately 5'5", 150 pounds, with blue eyes and brown hair. She's last known to be in Austin, Texas, and may be driving a red Ford Focus with Wyoming plates. Anyone with information, please contact the Wheatland Police Department at 307 322 
And of course, with all cases, you can contact Wyoming DCI at 307-777-7181. They also have the option to submit tips anonymously on their website. Well, thank you so much for getting that information to us, Desiree. This is only speculation at this part. We don't have details as far as this case goes that was from 2022. You know, it's, it's sad to see somebody go so long without being entered into the system. Boundaries, borders, reservations always play a role in that. Obviously, with reservations, that's its own separate thing. So the government can't make them do anything. So you'll see a lot of times with Native American tribes, they wait longer to put them in the system. You know, and, and we have to respect what they do and how they manage their stuff on their end. Being Native American, I've lived on two reservations. I've seen that firsthand. But also just trying to get the word out with this case, with her potentially being in Texas, that's disheartening. Uh, cases like that are always really hard to deal with. But on a positive note, uh, I do have some, some actually good news. There was a case last week that a mother was asking for assistance in locating her grown son who had some mental health issues and she hadn't heard from him, somebody on the group, on the Missing People of Wyoming group, came across that flyer. They went into a mental facility and actually made contact with him. So it's great to see that he's reached out to his mother. He's safe. Uh, he's in a good place. And, uh, you know, he's being taken care of, at least at this point. So it's, you know, to, to get that call from that mother, just in tears, so happy that She's able to find her son, and because of the group, it's because of the work of everybody, you know, on there, keeping an eye out. It's just wonderful to see that. Absolutely. I think there is a huge, just this amazing kind of collective sigh of relief to see the good work that the group is doing, and, you know, people are looking at it and paying attention, and and that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. The power of social media is really helping connect, you know, loved ones missing loved ones with their family and, and giving them that little bit of peace of mind. So I think that's an incredible, incredible thing to have happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big relief. Uh, you know, a lot of cases like that don't get attention. Uh, so, you know, it was, I was happy to see that it had been shared so much and, and it really made a difference. It's hard to see the big picture and the ripple effect that the group does. And, you know, it's just, it's just wonderful that, that we were able to help that family. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, we can say you heard it here, folks, and that, you know, the work that we're doing and sharing, and I think people do think that they're not helping because, you know, if they're sharing it, that they don't feel like they're doing something. And really, that is how we get the word out is by hitting the share button is by, you know, liking the, you know, the post so that way it gets further reach and, and other people see it. And so even though we may feel kind of passive in our participation, that share button and that like button are a huge help in making sure of getting the word out and helping that reach get further. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you, Desiree. We really appreciate you joining late tonight to re-record this episode. Thank you for joining me this week, folks. Again, it's always important to get out the details of these DCI cases. So something amazing like the story that Desiree shared about a mom being connected with her missing son can possibly happen. And I know we mentioned that story, I think last week too, but talking about it again was just really critical because I want you to know sharing that like button is important or hitting the like button is important and sharing is important because that's how we get that information out. And maybe just maybe we can help families 
get some peace and or a happy ending. I look forward to speaking with you next week. <music>